Hi, I'm Rita Savasco at Rooted in Language, and you're listening to the Rooted in Podcast. Today, we're talking about our resources, and today I'm joined by everybody, Tracy Molitors. Hi, everyone. Morris Savasco Kruzanowski. <laughs> so I would just like to say she always pronounces my last name wrong. Yes. Oh, yeah. So first of all, I can never remember that she's no longer a Savasco. Sorry, I gave birth to her. She had that name her whole life. And um, then she married someone who doesn't have a vowel in the first syllable. Seriously. Yeah, seriously. Breaks all our phonics rules. <laughs> really? So Krizanowski. Krizanowski, yes. There we go. Hi. Laura Krizanowski. And Claire Molitors. Hello. Okay. So thanks for being here. Today I thought, um, I realized that we're getting a lot of questions uh, through um, Facebook and Instagram and email asking about, well, you have all these different classes, you have all these different resources, what should I do? What should I start with? And I realized that I have this whole philosophy behind how we started this whole venture and um, that philosophy is being um, worked through with all of us here. And I thought it would be good if we kind of shared that today. Mm -hmm. So um, we're all going to spend a little time talking about that because what we have is we have three different um, main categories of how we work to um, help you in your um, teaching your kids to be growing readers and writers, right? Um, one is we have um, some books, we have some classes, and we have um, curriculum also. Right. So I thought maybe we would spend a little time on that. So actually, uh, we do kind of have four categories <laughs> because we do have a lot of our free giveaways that while they do fall under the curriculum category, sort of, um, they also, I don't know, they're kind of in, in a league of their own. <laughs> yes, they are in a league of their own. And one of the things is we really do want to be able to give away free material. Mm -hmm. um, I think I say this all the time because I just love it, but people do tell me that just watching um, the free videos and the free material and listening to podcasts and reading the blog um, that, oh, we didn't even mention the blog, right? <laughs> um, doing all of that, that already their um, kids are getting to be stronger readers and writers and it's helping um, them have a vision for where they're going with their yeah. kids. So yeah. the free stuff will always continue, um, but the bigger products um, take a lot of time and work and... Um, a lot of artistic skill from our artists here. So we have Tracy, <laughs> resident artist, primary artist. Claire is um, supplemental artist and also um, a reading and writing tutor with uh, Rooted in Language. And I, I'm not an artist. <laughs> <laughs> but have, you could be. But she has more art skills than me because when she was young, Tracy was her art teacher. <laughs> yes, you can tell we've spent a lot of years together, yeah. all of us. <laughs> right, right. So let's just um, do a little bit of an overview of what are the points of each of, you know, what's the purpose mm -hmm. overall. So let's start first about this kind of vision overall about how we teach, what, what are some of our um, main points that we like to emphasize. Uh, well, I can start. One of the first, one of the ma major tenets that we have in Rooted in Language is this idea of teaching in relationship or learning. Learning happens best in relationship. And um, that's something that my mom, I might call her Rita for you, um, that Rita really uh, imparted in our in homeschooling growing up. And so everything that we did was not a presentation as is typical of 
um, a traditional school classroom where the teacher's kind of standing up in front of everyone, presenting information, and you're expected to just kind of take it in, learning by osmosis, and then, you know, somehow know how to do it. As opposed to learning side-by-side, -side, teaching side-by-side, -side, lots of modeling, hands-on, doing things together, having it be this kind of constant evolving process, but always together, rather than being across from each other, beside each other. That is a big part of um, every product that we develop at Rooted language and you will see that within um, our online classes, the materials that we sell for you online, and the books that Rooted in Language produces. Right. We know that about babies, right? That they learn through relationship. If they don't have relationship, they don't learn. They don't they don't thrive. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And and yet somehow we've kind of gotten this idea in our drive to make sure our kids are independent. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, that, oh, well, wait a minute, we can't have relational learning going on. And actually I think the opposite is true, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And and that does lead to independence. Right. And one of the things we talk about in our books is the I do it, we do it, you do it idea which really plays out as I do it, we do it, we do it, we do it, we do it, however yes. many times it takes until you can do it. Yes, and that's exactly how all of our individual therapy goes too mm -hmm. when we're seeing students during the week. Um, it is basically always we doing it together. I mean, there's the little bit of time where you're teaching it and you're showing them, and then there's this huge amount of time, depending on how much of a struggler your student is, where you're doing things together because we don't want kids practicing things incorrectly, right? So the fear of just the here it's presented to you, now you go do it, is if your child doesn't understand they're practicing something incorrectly over and over. Whereas also when you're doing things together, you can you know be ensuring accuracy, but also um, it's not this level of anxiety where it's just like, do it, show me. It's not always about performance, which mm -hmm. is public school is, or not even just public school, but traditional classroom settings um, are often about the, you do it now, show me. Mm -hmm. But we need to scaffold independence. We can't just assume the independence is gonna happen like that. So that's what um, all of our, you know, that's one of a, a big philosophy you'll see as a through line throughout what we do. Yeah, and I'm thinking too, um, you said, more that like with the students that we see in individual um, therapy or individual tutoring are a lot of kids who, who struggle with reading and writing, but um, I think it's applicable beyond just reading and writing and beyond just kids who might struggle with something. Um, continuing with that relational aspect, obviously, like you learned what you do from your mom, and I learned a lot of what I do from my mom mm -hmm. regarding art. Um, I spent a lot of my childhood, my entire childhood, surrounded by someone who is an artist, and my grandmother's an artist, and, you know, and seeing all of this happening, and now I'm an artist, and I don't think I really ever struggled with art in the same way that kids might struggle with reading or writing, but I was very frustrated as a kid where I can't draw the way my mom can draw, um, and it was, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 years of constant, mm -hmm. you know, reaffirming something, even though I like it, even though I'm good at it, even though, you know, something like that. But right. well, and let's yeah. not forget the dads while we also well, talk right. about learning. Right. It's really true. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, and likewise, I spent all of my time around someone who was super invested in, in language arts and reading and writing. And then, you know, lo and behold, I also became an SLP. <laughs> so it's these really strong relationships, regardless of whether it's, you know, either parent, mom or dad, or a teacher. It can be an outside it tutor or teacher, teacher that you have. And, you know, those are the ones that stick with you. 
Um, like I still remember my favorite teachers and it's not because they gave amazing presentations in front of me. It's because they invested in a relationship with me. Absolutely. So that is something that we know all of you have relationships with your kids and you're all invested in relationships with your kids. And therefore, you know, it makes sense that you would make the best teachers. And so we're um, helping you kind of implement learning in that relational way. And because of that, our, our teaching and training to you is very strategy-based because mm -hmm. it's not about um, just fill out this page. Absolutely. It's very much about the kinds of conversation and thinking that's going on, right? So mm -hmm. maybe, Tracy, you can talk a little bit about this way we think about how learning occurs. Yeah, we always try with, again, across our different types of products, we try to link the concepts of reading, writing, and thinking with illustration, with showing you in some physical, more physical way, uh, how those things combine and how you can get the most out of all of them. Right. And that illustrating is interesting because, you know, illustrating can happen in a lot of ways. Many mm -hmm. of you have kids who are very artistic or they like to build things. They're mm -hmm. builders, you know, they like to create things. They're Which is very totally an illustration, a three-dimensional yes. illustration. Right. In right. A lot of cases. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. That's true. That's a three-dimensional illustration. You know, as I always lament, I am the least um, naturally artistic of this little group here and certainly had the least training of this group here. And um, But I am always illustrating things. I just illustrate them conceptually. Mm -hmm. I tend to, yeah. you know, always be creating my boxes and mm -hmm. my right. designs. Right. Which or, is a form of organization, another presentation of a concept so that you're constantly coming at something from different directions. Right. If you don't get it this way, you might get it that way. Yeah, and it's this idea of learning across multiple modalities as well, which always is going to make a concept deeper. You're going to learn something deeper if you are pulling in multiple modalities of learning, which can be reading, writing, how you're thinking about it, how you illustrate it, using manipulatives. You know, we try to incorporate that in a lot of what we do. Yeah, it's also the fact that, like you said, Rita, you're the one who's actually doing the illustration too. You're not getting a piece of paper and kind of reading along and going, oh, this is nicely illustrated. That's great, I know it all now. You take whatever information you've been given and whether or not it's been displayed you know, really nicely for you or not, you turn around and frequently handwrite and hand draw your boxes and, and all your arrows and everything going which way yourself so yeah. that it's internalized. Very good point. And, and we really do believe that it's building concepts in that way where mm -hmm. you are actually creating it yourself, writing it yourself, talking about it yourself, drawing it yourself. Drawing it yeah. yourself. All of those things build concepts at this deeper level. There's a, a, um, a, a educator who uh, once gave a talk years and years ago on these this idea of these different levels of concept building. I mm -hmm. wish I could find my notes on it. But he was talking about that one of the highest levels of understanding, of course, we know it's one thing just to read something. Mm -hmm. It's another thing to restate it right. verbatim. It's even a deeper understanding if you can put it in your own words, which we're always looking for mm -hmm. in writing, right? Right, right? It's an even deeper understanding if you can teach someone else. So sometimes this relational learning happens 
between siblings, between how right. I learned That's something true. and I'm now sharing it with the group, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you see that in traditional school. That's one of the reasons why you have projects where kids, you know, share what they've learned Absolutely. with the group. Right. And even higher level, and this is the one I love, is when you can draw these parallels to other concepts that you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. And even higher than that is when you can create metaphors. Yep. And if you notice, we're always trying to create metaphors, right. the more I understand something in my heart, the easier <laughs> it is. I can generate 5,000 metaphors oh, about yeah. it because, right. you know, I really get it. You get the essence. Really. Right. Yes. Right. It's yeah. one of the reasons why we really want kids thinking in this more abstract way yeah. because right. that's how you That's a concepts. deep understanding. Yeah. And, and two, um, we talk about this learning in relationship, but the relationship is not to take over the process for your child. It's all about facilitating your child's independence. So while everything is in relationship, we are having your child do all of these things themselves because that's what really enables uh, something to be you know, deeply learned and deeply internalized and remembered later mm -hmm. on. And when we do it with kids, we realize really this is tough stuff. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You know, you're sitting beside a, a student or, or client, you know, your own child, and you think, okay, we're going to write an opening hook. Well, <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> opening hook. What am we going to do here? You know, right, and, you right. know, some people can just generate those easily, but for most of us, getting started is hard. So there we are. It's not just, hey, go write that. What's wrong with you? Why can't you write that? Mm -hmm. We're doing it too. And we're like, mm -hmm. oh man, right. your writing was right. better than mine. Right? <laughs> Gives us a lot of sympathy. Definitely. Empathy. Empathy. Empathy might be the better word. So let's talk a little bit about how we have our, um, our various resources um, organized. So I mentioned first books. And Tracy, you and I launched this whole thing with the beginning of our book, Trees in the Forest, Growing Readers and Writers Through Deep, Deep Comprehension. Comprehension. It's a mouthful. It's a mouthful. <laughs> And, and what, what is the purpose behind the books? The main purpose behind our books is to discuss strategies with parents and educators about uh, what is it that you really need to teach or learn and why would you want to teach or learn this particular thing. And then we do also with each concept that we discuss, we also present some hows. We don't want to leave you hanging out there with, okay, that's a great idea, but how on earth would I pursue that? So we do provide some how in the books as well. Um, certainly we provide more of that with our other products, but they're very strategy-based. Mm -hmm. It's a lot about this is why these ideas matter. Right. This is why we want to teach them the way we teach them. And we're going to tell you a little bit about why but then we're going to take you through some of the exercises with your kids so that you really can see it for it's yourself. It's that same level of sympathy and empathy mm -hmm. that we were just talking mm -hmm. about that you need to feel before you try to delve into this with your child and know some of the difficulties of absorbing this material. Right. And I want to empower you too that, hey, this is important. Now mm -hmm. I... I'm doing this, I'm doing this for a purpose, and now I really believe what that purpose is. And, and the more I understand what my kids are really learning, the more exciting it is, the more purpose-driven 
I am. Now I'm able to make better choices in Mm -hmm. how we spend our Mm -hmm. day and how we engage in our activities. It really is hard to be a teacher or a um, inspired teacher when you aren't sure if you really understand something yourself or understand the purpose behind it or believe in the purpose behind right, it. Believing in it. Right. So the the goal of the books, I would say, is definitely to have you experience all of those things so you see exactly what is happening, how what is going on in your brain when you do something, um, how exactly it's working in the output, you know, whatever that output is, if it's reading or writing or whatever. And then, you know, what can you do to help scaffold that skill in someone else so that you really feel deeply connected to what you're doing? Because otherwise it is hard to impart to someone else. The other thing that's valuable about approaching uh, concepts from a strategy level is that you can then take that same concept and apply it to curriculum you already own. Yeah. to reading lists you already have. Yeah. Now you understand the concept behind something, you can apply it all over the place. It doesn't have to be something you've just bought from us or whatever. Which is why we feel so committed about making language arts, both about language and art, mm-hmm. right. because right. you in the book do a great job of bringing in these parallels that happen when you are expressing not through writing, but art, right. or comprehending, right. not through reading, but through the visual. And in realm. both cases, when you can get an interplay going between art and reading and writing, you pull, each one deepens by pulling from the other. Mm-hmm. So you're constantly crossing back and forth. And that's absolutely true. Yeah, I was just thinking it kind of, it goes with the old aphorism of you're not learning, you're not learning what to learn, you're learning how to learn, right? And right. It just kind of more plays off yeah. of that. Yeah. Right. Really implements that a little bit more. So people ask, when is the next book coming out? And, <laughs> you know, we, we I have a vision of um, at least four of them. Um, but in the meantime, books take a long time. And really, we, um, we want to be helping everybody now, you know. And so we kind of have shifted... We're not just writing books now like we did. We are still writing them. It's just a slow process. Yeah, (laughs) we are trying to have a dedicated day to the book, and and it often gets waylaid, but it is um, part of our goal. Um, But my guess is it'll probably be next year before. um, Well, we know. It's not going to (laughs) be. There's no way it's not going to be 2017. Oh, come on. We're (laughs) hopeful. But um, meanwhile, we thought, okay, but what's the way we can really – Teach the teachers. How yeah. can we have teacher training faster now? Right. And that uh, was really the birth of the online classes. And um, that was really Rita's vision of, okay, I've been a speech therapist teaching one child at a time for, you know, 30 plus years. And I feel like I'm doing good work and helping these kids, but it's the, you know, 25 kids that I see and, and I have this giant waiting list. And then I graduated with my master's and she was like, join me please. And I did. And, you know, after three months I had a full, you know, caseload and and we still had a waiting list of people. So the question became, how can we be reaching all of these, you know, well, then, yeah, we added Claire as a tutor and she's seeing clients and And we still have a waiting list of people. And we were getting, um, 
contacted by people nowhere near us. So we couldn't even see some of these kids, even if we just kept adding them onto our own caseloads, um, which is both, you know, overwhelming and also really cool. So we want to be helping as many kids as we can. And that's what the online classes came to be. Um, the other thing is, is if you're the one seeing your student every day, and working with your student every day, your child every day through homeschooling, shouldn't you be the one understanding exactly what to do? Mm -hmm. um, and that's where these online classes, uh, that's how they came to be. It became a parent coaching process. Right, which is really the way my therapy has always been. Having yeah. homeschooled myself, I had you know a lot of appreciation for the fact that if we could take the goals of what a struggling reader or writer needed to work on, um, or every learner, mm -hmm. you know, needs to learn. If we can take that and we can really incorporate it effectively, not only in language arts, but maybe across curriculum, then how much more we've duplicated that learning process. And so um, even in our um, work as tutor and therapist, um, we're always we might have our hour with the, the student, but we're always working with the parent and, yeah. and really expanding on what they're doing all week long. Absolutely. Yep. Right. Yep. And sure. that's why kids make great progress. Yeah. And, and you know, <clears throat> it is true that our kids who um, have incorporated this work into their homeschool do make um, mm -hmm. a little faster progress. Yeah. Right? We, don't, we don't want what we teach you to be in isolation. We try to help you understand the skill and the strategy and the process so that you can then implement across everything that you're doing in your homeschool. And yeah. across everyone you teach. And, mm -hmm. you know, the goal is that you don't need us eventually. That's yeah, the goal, right. Yeah. Right? right? That's yeah. So, so to try to achieve all those things, I just want to give everybody who is unfamiliar with our classes a kind of overview. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, Claire, maybe you could talk about sure. the fact that we have two separate uh, types. sort of types of yeah. classes that we offer. Yeah, so at this point, I say that hopefully, you know, maybe we'll expand, who knows. Um, yeah, we run these two different sort of, I guess, yeah, types, categories of classes. Uh, the first is entitled Roots Entwined, um, and it's really targeted toward a small group. You tend to do 15 people at once. Um, it's a lot more of a personal sit-down, you ask questions, we talk with you, less of a lecture, more of a conversation um, about all these different language arts pieces. Um, yeah, it's that parent coaching aspect where we're teaching you uh, how to then take that and teach your kids. Um, Put it all together. Right, exactly. Yeah. And the way, the way it's currently set up is it's 10 months, you know, one a month. So it kind of guides you through that typical school year. You get your summers off because, you know, we like our summers off too. Um, Not that any of them are ever truly off. <laughs> so never take a off. It's a hopeful statement. Right. <laughs> I'm being hopeful. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they're shorter. They're, they're more of, um, it's not a glance. It's deeper than that. It's that, it's that conversation, like I said. Um, it's that consolidating of all of these different pieces of language and how exactly. to put them together. Because that's overwhelming. Yeah. You know, we want to make you aware of all these pieces and what's happening in learning. But then, once you're aware of those pieces, you know, then, oh my gosh, well, how do I put these together? And often, it's that combining of skills mm -hmm. is really where a lot of the difficulty lies. That's yeah. true. That's yeah, true. we found that we'd be, like, teaching someone about, you know, a piece of language arts, like grammar or, or phonics or, 
you know, um, original writing or whatever, and then beginning all these questions, you know, about like, well, what the heck do I do with all of this together? Because I feel like I have all of these parts and none of it is really flowing. Right. And so we were like, we, we realized that, you know what, okay, we need a class where we help you really consolidate all of that information into a cohesive language arts curriculum. Mm -hmm. So what I often say to parents is, Roots Entwined is helping you build a language arts curriculum uh, through largely through a process we call intentional copywork, um, which sounds simpler than it is. It has a lot of components <laughs> to it and really takes a whole school year of kind of trialing that and fitting that together and, and you know, trying something with your kids and then coming back in the next class and saying, here's what happened. Mm -hmm. And then we give you feedback and then teach you something new to add. And then you do that with your kids and then you come back. So it's its ongoing conversation, but really it's all about helping uh, things become integrated. Through and, that. and it's a little yeah. more of that partnership approach as mm -hmm. well, where <clears throat> we try to partner with parents who are struggling through this process. Mm -hmm. right. And it is a struggle. I mean, some parents say, you know, I just wish I had this big picture. Yeah. Well, you know, I felt that way as a new therapist. I wished I had, a, I felt <laughs> that way as a new parent. I, I still I feel that way. <laughs> you know, big picture. We all, but I have to say, after all these years, I do have a pretty good big picture. And of course, it's an ever growing one. But the language system is complex. We can't pretend when we open a grammar book, that <laughs> grammar somehow stands alone, separate from writing and reading. Right. That's yeah. absurd. Right. Yeah. And that's, I mean, the whole reason, not to get kind of cheesy, I guess, but the whole reason it's called roots entwined and not just like a root, right, <laughs> is that just like trees, right, or a tree, like you have this whole system that has grown together as one, you know, all the pieces of a tree that, that grow up together and it's based in all of these tangled earth yeah. and water and sunlight and roots all yeah. stuck in there together and you can't just pull one out and expect it to thrive right right right, right. and you know we talk about that with phonics like well why you know does this rule why doesn't this rule apply here well because this whole other concept right called word study right. is what's happening there and we can't pretend that our language is so simple mm -hmm. that you can just open one book and here's this piece, True. right? Uh, we can't even pretend as language therapists that listening doesn't have anything to do with speaking. That yeah. would be absurd. And that none of those have anything to do with reading or writing. It's this very entangled, Web. complex, yeah, sometimes overwhelming, you know, mm -hmm. system. And, um, and so we're trying to help parents see, well, when I do this, instead of doing A, B, C, D, E, F in my language arts and then move over to history and I do my A, B, C, D part of history, mm -hmm. instead, what if you have this greater understanding right. of how all of this is overlapping? Well, and wouldn't it be nice if you can do something in such a way that it is hitting all of those pieces as opposed to, I feel like I spent two hours and all we worked on was grammar and it didn't like, you know, uh, generalize to anything else, right? Mm -hmm. So we try to help you work on the giant umbrella that is language mm -hmm. and reading and writing in such a way that you're hitting all of these different skill areas when you do maybe a single activity. Right? Yes. And that right. would be, you know, wouldn't that be great too? Right. That I do this one activity. <laughs> yeah. And now I can check all these boxes and we want you to be able to check all those boxes. Right. Now, do you feel like if you come to one Roots and Twine class, 
that now you, you you've have seen the big picture. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's too complex, which right. is why we made it 10 months long. Yes. Yeah. So it's know? one a month, one meeting a month. Mm -hmm. Um, and we made it so that you can hop on and hop off if you want. It is best done. You know, if you plan to do them all, yes, sequentially. Um, but it's not a requirement. But it's not a requirement. Mm -hmm. um, so the big vision with the online classes is that while we have this big picture one that's all about helping you integrate, we also have these um, individual skill building classes. Mm -hmm. So one of the things you'll hear us say a lot at Root in the Language is learning is all about learning a skill and then consolidating that skill, which basically means you have to have the individual understanding and skills that go with grammar or that and go and with if you're phonics. you're a struggling right. reader or writer, you have to drill those skills. You have and to that's be explicit. Not a reality. Yes, but. you have to be explicit in teaching those and, and be right. very drill like. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, for a struggling reader or writer, you're going to need to do them in a very deep way. It has mm -hmm. to be very visible yep. explicit mm -hmm. multi-sensory um, it, it, it takes a lot more we do it we do it we do right. it years and years and years lots and, of repetition we haven't talked about this yet i'm jumping ahead here but one of the reasons we offer the curriculum we offer is to help with that repetitive practice yeah. and to provide different ways yeah. to come at something to keep it a little fresher that's yeah. what i was going to say about that whole like the double dipping concept where you're you're covering multiple concepts so you don't spend we just spent two weeks covering grammar and you're, you're frustrated, your student is frustrated, you know, everybody's on edge, right? I can't, I mean, I, I have several parents who have come to me saying, I want you to teach my kid writing because every time I teach my kid writing, they get angry at me, they get frustrated, there's tears involved, right? It's this terrible, but if somebody else comes in and does it, then hey, it'll be better. And yes, that is true when you get that third party, sometimes that can help, you know, alleviate some of that some stress. Emotion. But yeah. it's also you know, our multi-sensory, our multi-targeted approach doesn't just, you're going to sit here and, you know, write these lines over and over again, and we're just going to focus on doing some dictation, and that'll be our writing. Like, no, I, I love to draw. I, a lot of my students love to draw. I have a student who loves Legos. Cool. Let's build something out of Legos, and we're going to do word study with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's sort of these two parts, you know. We, we do tr the re repetition is important, especially for a struggler. needs a lot more than maybe than someone who um, is a typical learner would need on a concept. But then they also need some of, you know, these other um, levels of... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for, multi-sensory learning mm -hmm. so that they can take it in in some other way or some way that makes more sense to them. And also, come on, don't we have more fun when you do something with Legos <laughs> exactly. as opposed to, you know, maybe just, you know, looking at it on a PowerPoint. Right. Um, right. So if you have a, a typical learner, a non-struggling learner, even a, you know, a, a high level learner, they're going to enjoy it too. They're right. possibly mm -hmm. going to take it farther, run with it, go faster, you know, um, so, so this is like a great way to teach all kids, right? but for the struggling learner, we it's definitely necessary. want to yeah. be coming in at a point where they can be successful. And that's part of our, one of our other philosophies is we always want to teach to the level of success yeah. because as soon as kids are drowning, they're checked out mm. and everybody's done. And there is a lot of emotion. But if we can keep kids working at a level of success, mm -hmm. then you don't have the, you know, I'll only dictate to you, I'll never pick up a pen. We don't want that, right? Or I can't read that. Mm -hmm. We want to 
help them step by step, which is why we named it Laying a Path. Yeah. Yep. But the but we recognize that these specific skills have to become as automatic as they can right. in order to be well integrated. And they have to be explicitly taught. Right. We can't assume, oh, well, he's probably picked up on enough phonics just from, you know, reading. So right. we've taken right. some of these big skill areas and we show you how. We right. show you how mm -hmm. we teach them. So that's the, parent. that's the skill building. Right. Yes. And right. those are our laying a path online classes. Right. So we have one on phonics and spelling. But phonics and spelling is not the only answer. So we have another one on vocabulary and word study. But guess what? Vocabulary <laughs> and word study is not the only answer. They all just keep tripping on top of each other. Right. And then we have one coming up in November, the grammar and mechanics, um, mechanics right? Mm -hmm. And then we are going to restart with the phonics and spelling because we're getting a lot of requests for that, a return of that class. Mm -hmm. And then we will go back through that sequence again and end with the supported writing and editing. Right. So while there's a tiny bit of overlap between these classes and Roots Entwined, the goal of the classes are different. If you really want to see how we teach grammar from start to finish, take the grammar and mechanics Absolutely. class. If you want to see how we use grammar throughout a week, throughout our a school language, year, yeah, yeah, all right. throughout yeah. the year, integrated and in integrated process. into yeah. our reading and our writing, then um, join Roots you know, and Twine. Join roots and, twine. Yeah. and if you want to know why we do mm -hmm. what we do, someday, in like <laughs> the year 20, I don't know, 20, <laughs> yeah. read the book on it. Yeah. Right. So, it's our next one. Just to be clear, yeah. that no, book no, doesn't yet exist. Yeah, it doesn't yet <laughs> there is a deep comprehension book. Yeah. Yeah. It's Trees in the Forest. Um, I was going to say, though, with the Laying a Path classes, um, those skills training classes, that I know you guys have talked about this before. Um, it really is that, that super in-depth, you know, from... A to yeah. Z, it's right? Like a master start class. to finish. It's like a master class. Yeah. Um, and but what that isn't is it's not how you sit down with a kid in one session. Yes. No, right? right. That's it's a really point. important point. Yes. So that it's we're taking, or you guys are taking your entire, maybe your whole year, maybe a whole three years worth of, you know, grammar and mechanics work and shortening it and maybe cutting out, you know, a couple details and and condensing it. That's what I'm looking for. And teaching it in three weeks. It is for the teacher, right? right? And while, and yeah. we understand that, you know, the temptation will be to be like, oh, now I get it all. I need to, like, throw up on my students right now everything that I just <laughs> learned because otherwise I'll forget. That is why if you take those classes, we um, provide you with the video replay of the class. So we want you to just suck it all in, take notes really um, uh, watch as we demonstrate. That's why these are online videos. We are there showing you how we do things, and then you can have that to reference when you get to that with your student. It is kind of ironic on one level, not to make fun of ourselves, but our one of our um, underlying structures is that interactive partnership <laughs> learning, and yet these classes are kind of just a presentation. Yeah, they are. <laughs> no, we do, we I do know, demonstration. Know, yes, we try. It just make made it. me laugh. <laughs> yeah, and, but yeah. we do give people time um, to ask some questions. Yep. It's right. just yep. those classes are bigger. You're less 
you know, the questions get grouped together right. and we try to answer them. Well, As opposed to Roots and Twine, it's smaller, so your individual question, exactly. your individual need can be addressed Can be met a little way. bit more. We also have like a Facebook group for the Roots and Twine members because it is such an ongoing integration. Here's what I did this week. Here's how it went yeah. type thing. Um, yeah, we want people to share People to that. be communicating and helping each other, mm -hmm. and then we can go on and answer some questions throughout mm -hmm. the weeks that we're not meeting. Right, right, right. So Tracy, that leads us to um, our curriculum, and boy, oh boy, are you working hard <laughs> right now with that? Everybody is. Everybody hard, does. Everybody works on it, but it's kind of become my role to push it out the door. Yeah, I, I tend to put it together. <laughs> mm -hmm. But and we already touched on the curriculum. Uh, we do a lot of how in the curriculum. We try to really offer you different approaches to um, practicing skills. Right. With your students. It's it's also not, I know we've been saying curriculum, but it isn't just the curriculum that does that. All of our, I mean, we refer to them as our products, but um, just in general, like right. all of those, even the individual activities that you could repeat maybe with a couple different books, or you can just do this because it's a, a fun thing, but it also happens to be guiding you through original writing or, you know, something like that. Um, yeah, that are, we, use, we use those tenets we talked about in the beginning that we're trying to link reading, writing, thinking, illustrating uh, these concepts in all of our curriculum. Right. Yep. And we really do know that you want something that you can open and go. Mm -hmm. And know that it, that is really helpful. And the difference is it's not open and go, okay, now I went through this, you know, annotating literary yeah. elements, we're right. done with it. Right. Actually, what you learn are these skills and you can use them and apply them over and over and over Throughout again. Throughout various subjects, school subjects. Oh, yeah. Right, 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 right. You know, the same with the letters too. You know, that's a great just lesson. Um, it stands as a single lesson. It's not very expensive, but it's the kind of lesson that we use when we're trying to um, get kids to think more abstractly mm -hmm, and right. write right. with this sense of abstraction. I mean, there are other ones we use too. And so we, we want to be able to, um, you know, teach you why, teach you how, and oh, by the way, here also are these supplemental pieces. It's not right. all of your curriculum. No. You know, right. And in fact, and you were it was what you were alluding to, you could take one of these curriculums, like annotating literary elements, and use it throughout your student's entire school career. Yeah, that one's mm -hmm. definitely got the most depth to it, and, and you will see, based on its length, it is meant to be something that you use over and over again and can be used with various texts in language arts and yeah, history right. and, and whatever. And the depth to which you get into it would right. vary. Would with change a as they you're mature. obviously yes. not going to get into some of the mm -hmm, more sure. abstract concepts within it. Right, um, right. But as they get older and as they have a firmer grasp on the simpler things, you can keep introducing deeper and deeper right. concepts. And the hope is, kind of with that one, like we, I mean, we have a whole podcast about like the plot arcing idea with that. But as you go through it with a student, you know, they start getting into the habit of they're reading a story, they just automatically start, all right, let's build a plot arc with this because that's what we practice doing. And then suddenly they're doing it in their head and then they right. go to university and now they can pull analysis and theme and character development just from reading. Right. They don't have to write anything. And they suddenly, they've, it just is in there because it's so it's how they think. It's how yeah. they think. And yeah, Claire, Claire is our creative writing 
uh, major here. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> she uses a lot of those same strategies back again when kids are generating oh, stories. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And that's, that, that's, that's one cool. of the things in, in my workload, I guess, is this, um, we have the annotating literary elements from a reading perspective, which is really helpful. And when I, when we were first talking through it and like, okay, let's make this happen. What do we think about all these things? All I could think about was, well, I want to do it from a writing perspective. Like, all I, I just think about it from that end of things because that's what I grew up doing. Mm -hmm. So, well, and what you studied. And yeah, and what I studied. In depth. I'm still growing up. Yeah. <laughs> We're all growing. Yeah. And that's one of the things you'll see too is, um, you know, we change things as we test things with students throughout mm -hmm. the week. You know, everything that we, that we sell to you on the website or or say to you in videos, et cetera, is student tested um, and things evolve. So we don't want to be static, which is often why, you know, it takes a while for something to be perfected and produced, et cetera. And you may find us saying something, um, you know, two years ago one way, and then we've maybe changed our stance on it a little bit. And we, we, we uh, applaud that and we want that within ourselves. We don't want to be someone who says, this is how it is and it obviously is this way forever. Yeah, and for every student. And for every right? student. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And, and you know, it's interesting because, you know, I'm taking ideas for myself. I'm taking ideas that I've been using for a while. Um, it's fun to see how everybody else takes those ideas and runs with it. But what happens is when we try to put it on paper for you, sometimes then we take those papers back to our back students. Back to the kids, yeah. And what we realize is, oh my gosh, really, we're actually supporting in this way and we, we do it so naturally, we didn't think about it, and we need to write this piece in there for you. Yeah. But we still have to keep it clear, and we have to keep it um, right. very user-friendly. Yeah, so yeah. it's a very iterative process where, yeah. you know, you do it, then we write it down, then we take it back and do it again and realize, oh, we didn't write this part down and this part down, and this yeah. didn't go as well as we thought it would, so let's right. change that to this. Then we go back to the kids again. Right. So it just keeps kind of going around until we have it where we think I it's mean, truly helpful. That falls right under the, I do it, we do it, we yes. do it, we do it, we do it. Our poor students, they're like perpetual guinea pigs. <laughs> we're like, here, try this. Yeah, right. Well, there are things we're doing anyway, but we're having them right. try it with um, with these materials right. in particular. Things I mean, that are a little more We're formal. always using these strategies, yeah. right? Right, it's just so, trying to create yeah. a new Create a visual for yeah. 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 For your yeah. sake, so that you can open and go like we said. I was even thinking about um, one of letters two, and that originally was, was being, I it was just sort of an activity that I did with one of my students. Letters two, by the way, is an activity that we have available on our website in case that was confusing. Was yes. Sorry, yeah, that. I know, that is it's a <laughs> little bit confusing. It's called letters two. Um, but I did that originally with a student as sort of a more nebulous activity than what it is now, and and then I explained it to you, Rita, and and we talked through it a lot. And, and then, then I did it with some of my. You kids. did it with yeah, and then we actually had the first student that I did it with as a writing activity had her write the instructions, like right. what? How how would you explain it back to me? I right? didn't know which that. Is, yeah, yeah, which is oh, also that's awesome. Part of that, she's internalized the instructions. She's finally with it. She's thinking abstractly, and now she's she had to teach it. She had to Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and we took some of her underlying, like how do you express it, and then in combination with how I express it, how Rita expresses it. And, and actually came up with the final product that you see. Well, and then, of course, I started doing it with some of my students, and um, the original method was to write a letter to something that 
you know, you you have a strong relationship with and all of my students wanted to write it in a negative way, something they have a negative <laughs> those, those relationship. Little, those those little teenage little boys were like, I can I write a hate broccoli. letter instead yeah. of, yeah, so I got an I hate broccoli, I hate doing dishes. Perfect. <laughs> Letters, okay. yeah. So then um, the next thing, going back to the free stuff, then, yeah. is one of the things we really try to do is, um, you know, honoring everyone's comfort level with this in terms of our students and our parents, is we try to take pictures and we try to share those on Instagram and on Facebook and many of you are watching that and you're sharing pictures back with us which means so much to me when I see how that's again people... that learning in relationship relationship with all of you and what you're doing right, right? yeah it's so true and it's a way that you know sometimes you don't even have to have the product you might see the picture and already think Hey, I'm gonna I can yeah, do that. Yeah. I'm gonna tweak this this way, you know, mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. exactly what we want to have happening here. Yeah, and we have many sort of online variations of um, communication. We are on Instagram and Facebook, and we have a blog. Mm -hmm. The um, it's called Twigs Blog, and those are all our ways that we uh, want to be giving you little free snippets of things that we do weekly with our students and little bits of products we're creating and then also hear from you. We often like to repost things that you post. We love it when you share things. Tag us in stuff that you it are doing. <laughs> it, first of all, yeah, it really does feed us. But also, it is a way to be um, uh, that encouragement, uh, yeah. you know, across all of you and what you're doing. You know, you have different kids of different ages, you know, seeing how you're incorporating something with your kids versus the way someone else is doing something with their kids, seeing progress from year to year. I mean, all of those things. We yeah. post little videos sometimes, too, of what we do in the therapy room with parent permission, of course. And uh, those are things that you guys can look out for as well. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, I'm just thinking about this, not to be a little narcissistic, right? We can blow our own horn a little bit. Oh, sure. But, um, Someone has to. Yeah, right? <laughs> but I'm just thinking about, you know, other other groups or companies or people that I follow where you suddenly realize that, like, oh, I'm a part of this community yeah. that loves whatever, you know, whether it's educational entertainment, whatever, but that you're a piece of this larger thing. And you have a voice. And you have a voice in that. And I thought, I always thought it'd be so cool to be on the other end of that, where you're mm -hmm. you're the one standing on the top of the pyramid, where... You have this community underneath you that does nothing but want to build that up. And right. it turns out it's the coolest feeling in the world, like, yeah. to be on that receiving end of thing. And, and you realize why, like, you know, okay, you're watching videos from somebody that I might follow, where they're so grateful to that community and so excited by anything that comes out of it. And it's really, it's very sincere. Well, like, it's, now, yeah. it's just that. always yeah. empowering to be part of a group, right. to know that you're not doing anything alone. Because as with any parent of a struggling reader or writer, it can be extremely dark at times. It can feel... Yeah, any parent of, of any a child. parent <laughs> of any child, yeah. It can be lonely. But, but the realm that we are often working in is, you know, the, yeah. the child who's, you know, not getting it um, and struggling. And there's tears and there's, right. you know, behavior and all kinds of stuff. It can feel isolating. You can feel like, well, how come so-and-so's kid is reading Harry Potter and they're only in, you know, third grade or whatever, mm -hmm. you know? Um... We want to help you have the community of people who are also going through those things and people who are saying, my child, you know, is also struggling with this and this is working and this is the progress that's happening, yeah. you know, so because we you can share those with our students, but you also want to be seeing other homeschoolers do it. Um, and so we encourage you 
to have a voice on all of our little um, online things, you know, comment on Instagram and Facebook and join our online classes and that can really give you that community. Absolutely. Right. And just to reiterate too, while I do want you to feel um, the comfort of having um, people who understand the struggle, I also want to keep your kids moving along. Yep. And that's one of the things that um, is a big reason why um, I started to want to move in this direction is it just makes me sad if I see kids who are older who are completely avoiding writing and believe they can't do it or mm -hmm. completely avoiding reading and believe they can't do it right. and adults. And um, it's interesting. I heard someone say, um, you know, nationally, you can debate all you want, whether it's important to teach spelling, but ask any adult you know who's embarrassed by being a poor speller if they wish they were a strong speller and they will tell you that they wish they were a stronger speller. Right. And I think that's true of readers and writers too. Yep. So we just need to remember that we want the empathy yeah. and we want understanding, yeah. but we want clarity of vision too. And that's one of the things that I hope that Rooted in Language is also offering is yeah. this clarity of vision that we do want kids moving along the path. Experiencing success in some way. And yeah. experiencing success. Right. Yep. So thank you everyone for another great discussion. I really appreciate um, everyone's hard work. Everybody's working 24-7 <laughs> around here. Around the clock. You'd think we could be putting more out, but actually when you look at the fact that within what basically uh, one uh, year, yeah, year. Um, we have really set this whole thing in motion and actually have a website up with some real um, resources Materials for, for you, you. Yeah. and yeah. classes going. It's been pretty awesome. So yeah. about a year and a half, I guess yeah, it's been. So. Yeah. We hope this has given you some more clarity. All right. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye.